This is the Blaze and Access podcast, disability news and perspective for Tuesday, December 5th. I'm Blaze Bryant. In February 2021, Nikki Marie and I, we were doing community radio together and Nikki is a mental health advocate. This at the time was an area I did not pay a lot of attention to and we started off our chat about mental health asking Nikki Marie why she's so passionate about the topic. So I feel that we we all have a voice, we all have a story and I wanted to share my story because you never really know the impact of your story and how it'll be for others. So I wanted to use this platform for the greater good and just, you know, be open, vulnerable, expressive and and have my voice heard and have others on board that want to tell their story and you know be encouraged and inspired and just so many so many wonderful words <laughs> that I <laughs> that I could say um you know when you do have these platforms where people are listening however many either it's one or a million um you want to use those platforms to have the ability to change something, to change a perspective or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Um, I, I believe we all have a word of purpose and the, the purpose was to use that platform for the greater good. I mean, if, if you've noticed a lot of people who do have these large platforms, they're the ones that get noticed the most. And it's, encouraging for others to use that platform for the positive change in America that that is needed. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And it's amazing to me how the notoriety, uh, it, it almost feels, and I've kind of said this to people before, that the more gimmicky your act is, mm. uh, the more you tend to be noticed Versus, you know, you and I who are doing these sort of shows where we're really digging in deep into substance, we don't get that notoriety for some reason. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know how you feel, but that's really frustrating for me. <laughs> I mean, in, in, in certain cases, like I, I never do something for the, the notary side of it. Sure. And that's and that's why I said whether it's one person or a million, um, I I need to do this for my own sanity and my own self-care. Going through the journey of talking has helped me so much that sometimes I'm just like, am I doing this for others or am I doing this more so for myself? And it just happened that I was doing it for myself, but it became something for everybody else as well so it's just it's just your thought process of how you're taking it if you want the notary side of it now with this pandemic I I can tell you that it has been a very huge turn of events um, because a lot of people are coping with this whole pandemic Um, my daughter recently was tested she tested positive for covid and her, her word, and she's seven years old, her word of expression was unlucky. 
that she felt unlucky because she tested positive for COVID and the rest of us were negative. Mm. If, I, if, I, if I didn't know how to talk and communicate with her, it could have led to a different psychological process for her. But we were able to sit down and talk about her feelings. And my nine-year-old son was able to talk about his feelings because his word was, I feel, heart, I, I feel my heart is breaking for her. So he said he uh, felt he felt heartbroken, um, and it's because of everything that's centered around COVID. We talk a lot about the people who don't survive, but we don't talk much about the people who do survive from COVID mm-hmm. and what their mental health looks like. Yeah, I mean, we just this week a half a million deaths plus because of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Nikki Marie here with me, Blaze Bryant on Blaze and Access. Is, uh, we're talking about mental health and the pandemic and other things here. I think what you talk about the, the, the challenges of being able to kind of create that safe space, you know, not just for you to be a listener, to your kids, but also being able to talk about those feelings. I mean, the the terminology you used of how your seven-year-old daughter felt unlucky uh, because it's, it almost kind of feels like, oh, you've tested positive for COVID. You're reported as some semblance of a statistic. And it, I, you know, I can only imagine how that's got to feel. So to be honest, I, my first instinct was fear. Just myself, personally, I was in fear. And it's, again, because what you just said, the statistics of, of everything, you, you hear all the time that this person has passed away. And mind you, we had two people just last month pass away from COVID. So... Mm. Everything that was centered around that now became part of my household. So to have a safe space was creating a safe environment where the children felt comfortable to speak. So they absolutely would speak, they would speak to each other. Obviously, <laughs> they're <laughs> they're they're eighteen months apart, so they're like growing up together. We call them the Irish twins. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, we were just sitting down. I take them in the room individually. So they have a quiet space and we're sitting on the floor. Our legs are crossed and we're just saying, okay, how, how do you feel? And if it's like, well, I feel heartbroken. Okay, so can you tell me more? Like, why do you feel that way? And it's just, engaging into that conversation like wow you know I can actually talk to my mom about this I can talk to my mom about my feelings and I always have to reiterate you're in a safe place you're not in trouble um be free to open your mouth and speak the the words that just you're feeling from the heart because a lot of people overthink what they want to say and they end up saying something that they may not really be feeling. So I'm like, the first word that comes out of your mouth, 
<laughs> just say it, <laughs> you know, just say it. So you don't feel like you're going to be reprimanded for saying something. And, and that created a, a bond stronger. And I was telling my mom too, I said, you know, in our house, we talk about so much, especially at the dinner table. And that's why I was creating a, a show called The Breakfast Table, where it's all of us, my dog included. <laughs> and, and we just, we just sit there, we talk about our feelings, we talk about things that we're processing, we talk about what happens to them at school, how do they feel, because now they're back in school, now we have to, there's a different process now because of the, the positive result that my daughter received. Yeah, I remember hearing your show last week, and you were talking in very detailed terms. I mean, it was, Nikki Marie, you created the one of the single most vivid pictures about mm. your fear when you were on the phone with the nurse, and she asked what your phone number was, and you were so trapped in the fear that you locked up, and I was, I, I really... It was something that must have taken an incredible amount of courage to say mm -hmm. and something that it, you're not human if you're not touched by that. You know, so <laughs> I, I, I've been good with avoidance. <laughs> this, you know, so I had a breakdown because the state worker had said that I was supposed to treat my daughter um, like a person that didn't really exist, that we knew she was there, but she wasn't really there because of the, um, we're negative, she's positive for COVID. And mm -hmm. so the state worker was basically saying, well, you know, if you could keep her isolated in a room by herself, she could use a different bathroom and then you can put food, a food tray next to the door and have her take the food. I'm like, she's seven years old. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? She's right. seven years old. She, she wants us to isolate her. I'm just thinking of all these thoughts in my head, how it would have affected me as a child feeling isolated from my family. Like I'm already isolated from my friends. Now you want me to be even more isolated. That would just crush my heart. And I've dealt with a lot of past trauma. And so I was speaking with someone yesterday and I said that my stuff, I don't want my stuff, my baggage, my stuff to become my children's stuff. And then that becomes the other children's stuff like we're trying to break this generational mindset when it comes to mental health like you can't just have your trauma and not heal from it so I just thought wow she's telling me to do this it's not only going to affect my mental health but it's going to affect her mental health long term because now she feels isolated she feels secluded all of these different words I'm thinking of because we're already feeling some of that because of the pandemic. Like mm -hmm. for you, Blaze, like how, how often do you, do you now wish that you could have, you know, hung out with your friends or just 
went outside without wearing a mask. I mean, we're forced to change so many things that I, I felt so hurt by that state worker. And so I just stopped answering her calls. She laughed. She laughed when I mentioned that we needed mental health assistance. What? I'm like, do you, do, and this may be a trigger, but a trigger conversation. But I, I said, do you realize that my son feels that his sister is going to die? Like, you can't just say, ha ha ha, when people get to mental health. And, and you laugh about it. it. I just couldn't pick up the phone anymore because I had a really bad emotional breakdown from that conversation. And I always tell people, if someone is affecting you in a negative way, remove yourself from that situation. And that's what I, I had to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how could you not? And to answer your question, yeah, I, I miss being able to hang out with my friends or, you know, go outside and not have to wear a mask, uh, you know, walking around as a person who is completely blind. Luckily, I, I have an awesome seeing eye dog named Flash who is eight years old, but crossing streets, it that's almost feels like mission impossible because your, your read because of the mask, it alters the sound. It makes mm. it really, I, I don't, I mean, forgive me if I'm using the word triggering too loosely. And maybe that shows you, maybe I need to further educate myself here, but it's very triggering in that I feel like I can't do it, even though I have a great set of eyes leading me. But at the end of the day, it's my job to make that judgment as to when you can and can't cross the street. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, I love the so, name Flash, by the way. I, I wish I could take credit for it. I'm not that creative. That's so we got Flash and we have Kobe. That's my dog's was, name, Kobe. I was gonna ask you what your dog's name is. What, what is, kind of breed is Kobe? She's a Yorkie Palm mix. Oh. She is such a baby. She wants to be a human so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like she follows us everywhere we go. I pick her up. I wrap her up in a blanket. I, you know, cause my, my kids are, they're out of diapers and they're on their way to be like teenagers in their minds. So, <laughs> so. So they're like, mommy, you can't pick us up like that anymore. I'm like, I know. So I just use my dog and just wrap her up. And, you know, it's we when we talk about self-care, um, there's a there's a thing about puppies and how they bring such joy because you can cuddle them and kind of escape in that way. So mm -hmm. that, 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 that's kind of what I do sometimes too, like to bring myself back to being calm I just cuddle her <laughs> and that's, yeah. and that's why she's so spoiled. It's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm sorry. They deserve it. And yeah, you know, they, ha they, yeah. And, and having a, having a lab, I mean, a bigger dog flashes, mm -hmm. you know, I, I guess you'd say in the grand scheme of things, a, a medium -ish, uh, sized dog, but I call him my big man. Uh, <laughs> there and, and anyone who 
you know, has a, has a dog that can put a paw on you. When they mm-hmm. put that paw on you and they lick your face, <laughs> you, you know, you just feel like everything else that's happening around you is irrelevant and insignificant yeah. because they, you know, animals, they, they know you need to feel that way and mm-hmm. they do a gosh darn good job making you feel that way. Yeah. I, I want to just tell you this story really quick. Sure. And so one day I don't remember exactly what happened, but I was emotional, you know, teary eyed and my dog comes over and she looks at me and she gives me like these really big eyes <laughs> and mm. she's just scratching on my leg and it's like she knows when I'm feeling certain emotions and she'll just go and then I'll just pick her up and then it's like she's comforting me yeah so when it, I see it, people doing bad things to animals I'm like oh it drives me insane because they're such helpers. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm a thousand percent with you, Nikki Marie. And I, what I love is that you know more people are rescuing animals because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. let's face it, we we need to do a better job as a world taking care of our animals. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Human care and animal care is equally the same. It absolutely is. Now, now you do a show called The Balancing Act, Mm. uh, which I I think that's the one I heard last week. Yeah. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, how how does one, in in kind of a general term, because it sounds to me like the premise of the show is, balancing your, you know, all of your needs, your self-care needs, your professional and your personal needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, ha- what, what's, what's kind of, what are some tips to kind of making that happen in your experience? So the, the balancing act, highs, lows, and lessons. And I actually have a Facebook group that I started um, right at, I guess, kind of in line with it where we have resource information and positive affirmations. And we have some licensed therapists that are there just in case someone is, is crying for assistance, maybe because uh, we do like a check-in every now and then to make sure everybody's good. And mm-hmm. so we'll have some people step in if, if needed. Um, but the balancing act began <laughs> Because I wanted to have those, ex- I don't want to say extended because we only have a short ma- amount of time, but <laughs> um, right. it, it was just kind of like an olive branch. Like um, we just wanted to say, hey, we're here. We see you. You are worthy. And we all have experienced our personal um journeys because we're all on a journey of self-discovery and recovery so I haven't gotten to the root root of of a lot of the topics um but I will say that with 
my own reality of self-care and mental health, I've had to center myself spiritually. And in the very beginning with my diagnosis of depression and anxiety, I had to seek help. I went to a peer meeting where it was just all women um, because it was like right after I gave birth to my daughter where I suffered a breakdown and it was the postpartum depression. And I was just crying every day, not really Mm. knowing what was going on. I would sleep all day. I didn't want to see people. I just wanted to check out. And so I went to this group and I was given a referral to see a therapist. And I always say that you have to make sure that you're finding the therapist that is for you. Surprisingly, my therapist, Jody, saved my life. And I tell her that because she brought out so many different things that was in me that I pushed behind because of trauma. And so she was able to bring that out. And I'm thinking to myself, how many of us are suffering in silence and maybe not even really remember some of the things that could have been um, an opportunity to to get rid of that feeling. Um, I always say that with mental health, depression, and all that stuff, it's a part of your health. So it's almost like when someone says, oh, do you have a history of, um, like a family history of diabetes? Do you have a a family history of high cholesterol? Like it's something that you don't get rid of. (laughs) You just get the support that's needed to kind of balance it. Yeah. And, and that's why I said the balancing act, it's, it's the greatest act <laughs> that we'll ever do, <laughs> because we're all juggling, whether it's work life, uh, career, and, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a parent, or being a dog lover, <laughs> and, and just <laughs> catering, catering to someone else other than yourself sometimes. So the goal of the show is to be a support or um, for anyone who needs resource information that, you know, they're looking for something. Like you came to this area <laughs> and you're tapping into this show for some reason. So let, let's make the best of it and provide you the resources that you may need. Absolutely. I've got about three-ish minutes here. Awesome. Uh, talk about <laughs> how people can find your show and actually you introduced me i had no clue that this platform called called clubhouse let's say that one time (laughs) say that one time reasonably fast called clubhouse exists (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah i mean clubhouse has been a beacon of hope for a lot of people a lot of people are going through therapy and they're going through different challenges and they're finding support on the app um, more to, to just speak, not necessarily for therapy because therapy happens offline. Um, but people can reach out to me through Instagram. That's a great way, which is at Nikki Marie underscore radio. And that's N-I-K-I Marie underscore radio. Um, but also email Nikki Marie radio at gmail.com. 
And if anyone wants to join the Facebook group just to see what it's about and see if you are interested in posting anything, um, that's the Balancing Act, Highs, Lows, and Lessons. Balancing Act, Highs, Lows, and Lessons. Now, mm -hmm. I, I would imagine, yeah. Now I would imagine in, in that group, uh, you do you screen people? Do you have those screening questions that sometimes you see in Facebook groups? Yep. <laughs> because yes, it's a balancing act, right? Mm -hmm. Like seriously, yep. it is. So, I mean, we don't want anyone that's going to be detrimental to the group. So you always want to have those group rules. Um, privacy, obviously, is important. So the group is private and you have to do a request. And I just do like a little scanning or vetting, as some people would say, and, mm -hmm. and see if you're able to fit into, into the space. Um, not everyone is allowed to post. But if, you know, because if you post something, then I have to approve it. So, I mean, it's very helpful, but also um, private. And we're just, you know, making sure that everyone is being safe, posting things that are safe. And I'm a strong believer in social media detoxing. And so if you are saying, hey, you're posting too much, I will definitely make sure that people are not over posting and inundating you with notifications because it's it's <laughs> it's it's you know it's a little maddening at times yeah I mean, but it is a beautiful thing to be able to go into your settings and mute 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 just mute all the notifications and close the apps mm -hmm. you know because i mean it is it's healthy to do yeah i mean any anything that takes you away from certain things that can make you feel like you're addicted. Like, I hate that word of addiction. Um, someone used it today while we were on Clubhouse. And the great thing about Clubhouse, the app, is that you can disconnect. You can um, turn off your pings because there are a lot of people hosting different rooms where it's like entrepreneurship, mental health, um, um, art of communication, which I'll be hosting very soon to you know, help others when they have communication areas that they want to improve. I would love to know what you think. Blazinshows at gmail.com. That's B-L-A-I-S-I-N shows at gmail.com. Subscribe to the Blazin Access podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow the show on social media, Facebook and Twitter at Shows. If you have a minute or two, I'd be grateful if you left a review. Tune in for another blast from the past next time here on the Blaze and Access podcast, amplifying the disability voice one story at a time. Have a great day.